Akan's mother has been forced to block dozens of calls after her ex-partner allegedly took her phone number and plastered it on polls here around the CBD, telling people to call up and impersonate Chewbacca for a chance to win $100. This would be the most childish breakup I've ever had. <laughs> I, all he had to do was be mature and go, I don't love you anymore, I want to move on. The calls have been waking her and her three young children up at odd hours in the evening and they're yet to stop. <laughs> I won 500 bucks. Well, I'm getting phone calls at really strange hours of the night, about 1 o'clock till 4 o'clock. Forced to call back the wannabe Wookiees and tear down the posters. <laughs> Oh boy, that is, that's how you do a breakup really, isn't it? That's king shit. (laughs) 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 Um, I like the idea that you have to call the people back. (laughs) And be like, please, stop doing this. Sir, I have some bad news about the Chewbacca competition. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, Oh, welcome to Punta Vista, episode 159. I'm Andrew, and uh, I'm standing at the border, crossing between New South Wales and Victoria, ready to confront the police with my magical words. Mm. Uh, Standing just to my left, holding a Bible aloft in both hands, uh, pledging to use the power of Christ to disarm the police and the one world government, is Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi. Um, actually, the way to disarm the police, the magic word is definitely, it's a variety of slurs, but um, <laughs> it is, God is compelling me to say them, so. Yeah, that's when the cops go, oh, she's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> one of our kind. Oh, boy. And uh, standing to my right, um, preemptively greasing his own wrists in anticipation of the shackles that will soon be applied to them, is Theo. Hey, how are you going? God also compels me, uh, but me specifically to... Check every gun is properly inserted in its holster. Yeah. Just you gotta you gotta grab it and give it a good shake. Give it a good shake. See if it doesn't come out, you're good. If it doesn't come out, you just you put both hands up and you wink at the cop and you go, Good on you. Good on you, it's in there. Yep. It's right all, in there properly. All president accounted for buckled in properly. <laughs> Thank you, officer. Yes, folks, as we heard on that recording at the start of the show, which I believe was from uh, like a nine local news (laughs) (laughs) It sure looked like it. It's one of the only things that has made me happy in the past six months. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that that's the pace of the local news, you know? Oh, have you been getting any weird phone calls? Yeah, we'll send a crew down. Um, That's exactly what local news is like. Having grown up in the country where you've got that... Got that prime and win news. It's so good. It's just like asking a guy down the street what's been going on with him. Oh, wife Love of the it. show, my wife Eleanor, is she is undergoing a like free to air television renaissance. Um, she is loving it and she cannot get enough. Just she, she's in the other room right now watching Bachelor in Paradise. Oh yeah. 
Uh, oh, yeah, it's right. It's good, actually. <laughs> free-to-air TV is good again. We got, like, a free trial of YouTube TV, which has, like, you can watch the free-to-air TV on there. And it's actually really good because you just get to throw huh. the TV on and just enjoy whatever garbage is on. You don't have to think about it. You can watch a garbage movie or you can watch a bunch of local news, which is very enjoyable. See, that's that's what appeals to her is the don't make me choose what I'm looking at. I think um, she's she's definitely a person who looks at something like a, a Stan or a Netflix or whatever and just, you know, it's that different. whole scroll aimlessly for 20 minutes and then, and then you put, put on, on Die Hard again. And you don't like it and then you turn it off and you put on something else. You don't have to do that free-to-air TV. You've got limited choices and you just have to take what you're given. Yep. It's free I do find that. myself... <laughs> I find myself telling my kids about like... Yeah, um, it used to be that there was there were shows on that were like okay and then you just had to wait until like 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday when it was on. And they don't get that. I will never really, understand it. They won't understand. Beautiful fools. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> fools. Yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes we'll put on ABC Kids, just the channel. Yeah, and, you can just um, leave that shit on. It's great. Well, yeah, and they're they're like, oh, well, what about this? And, and we're like, no, 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 no. You just just whatever's whatever's going. That's what yeah, you get. You you just sit there now. Sit there and just you don't it, have to do nothing more. Let it wash over you. You know. So yes, much like that beautiful story from the news, which I will note, uh, they were doing a good job of trying to frame the story as like, you know, an, an aggrieved working mother. It was like, yeah. oh, mother of three being woken up at all hours of the night. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's talk about how funny it is, please. <laughs> Let's not make this about, about gender. Let's make this about going to the effort of... <laughs> It's a lot of effing. (laughs) I feel like I would appreciate a breakup like that because it would make me feel like he really like did care, you know? Yeah. Like, (laughs) ah, fuck, he got me again. Yep. (laughs) Got me on the way out, you know? There's no, yeah, you can't argue with it. You can't be like, damn, what what a waste of time. Instead, you are forced to look at the hundreds upon hundreds of voicemail messages Mm -hmm. backing up in your phone, all... To be greeted by the next person <laughs> pretending to be Chewbacca and saying, can I have $100? Uh, and you have to say, you got me. You got me good. That's right. So, speaking of people recording themselves doing absolutely dog shit, stupid stuff, mm-hmm. and then willingly broadcasting it. It's been a week for it. <laughs> it's been a hell of a week for it. Um, I know that America has their own their own issues. I mean... When it comes to uh, the coronavirus pandemic, they are currently hitting 1,000 deaths a day. And I'm going to be the first to say, that's too many. It's, it's definitely too many. Don't love it's, it. It's bad. It's bad. And we have spoken about how looking from afar, or in Lucy's case, from, from the edge. <laughs> still, still pretty afar. I'm afar enough for it to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, looking from afar, it's kind of hard to see where the turning point's going to be. Oh, you're all real smug, aren't you? It's coming. Well, we were. We were until this week. Um, Victoria has, of course, become the pariah state of Australia, uh, posting record numbers every day. I believe there were 500 new cases today, a number yeah. of deaths. Over 500, I think. Yep. It's not so, good. It's not good. It's all bad. Um, but... 
the narrative that we are starting to see come out in the news over the last week is people freaking out about being asked to wear masks because Victoria has now mandated if you are outside and going anywhere, you need to be wearing a mask and you will be fined if you don't. Because uh, I think that's that's just what they're doing. They're saying, hey, this is getting out of hand. Let's try and get a handle on it. We will not be closing the casino, but you have to wear a mask. So this has brought out um, a fun and colourful cast of characters, mm. basically. Uh, it's brought out your, your Pete Evans type people. Um, fun, a fun coalition of, I would say, like anti-vaxxers, people who think COVID-19 isn't real anyway. Just a uh, real cocktail of all the worst things thrown together. Yeah, and then you mix that up with a big healthy dose of Sovereign Citizen Facebook poster. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, when I uh, went on the QAnon Anonymous live stream recently, uh, great fun. Obviously, you should be listening to their podcast, QAnon Anonymous, and check them out on Twitch. They're very nice. You have to learn about QAnon, but it'll be worth it. Very nice boys. If you can, if your psyche is strong enough to withstand <laughs> what our dear friends put themselves through. That's right. And I'm on there sometimes and it makes me suffer and you can suffer with me. So Yeah. So um so yeah, I did their stream a little while ago and we were watching an an Australian clip of this guy um, you know, doing a dash cam of himself driving um to Victoria to yell at the cops. And then he's saying on the thing, he's like you know, you stay behind me. I know exactly how to disarm the police. I know what to do and how to handle it, everything. Um, so I'm going to go down there and talk to them and say, you know, remember, if the police talk to you, you say, I have not committed a crime and blah, blah, blah. And, and of course, this at this point was, I believe, a combination of Q and uh, QAnon and coronavirus-related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what absolutely blew my mind as I was watching this on the stream, was the realization that this guy who was, had had just got into his car with someone else and was talking about how they were, you know, sworn in under General Michael Flynn as one of his digital soldiers. Oh, God. And traveling to Victoria in order to confront the police, is that he was filming this, like, around Brisbane somewhere. Oh. He was in, like, Queensland. Okay. And I went, wait. This dude is going to drive, like, 24 hours away. <laughs> it's gonna... it's a long drive. Yeah, like, my my um, my um family, i got a lot of extended family in Brisbane, and so we did the, the Christmas holidays drive from, like, Canberra to Brisbane every year. And that's a healthy kind of 18 hours, you know, with some breaks and all that sort of stuff. My folks would, like, drive right through the night and everything. And... Melbourne is like another six or seven hours past Canberra, you know? It's a long way. We did that drive on my year nine school camp. We went from Melbourne to Queensland and it was very long. (laughs) Very, very long. And that guy did that all so that he could get down there and say to the police, hey, hey, you don't have any authority to do this. And they said, "Uh, please shut up, sir. And he went, um, (laughs) and that was kind of, and then he posted that video, you know? Yeah. Anything else, sir? Um, and that guy, shockingly enough, has cropped up in the videos this week talking about how the police don't have the authority to make you wear a mask. 
Now, one of the ones that kicked all of this off uh, this week was... Now, I, I should note that a lot of these videos are, are getting uh, dug up and posted to Twitter from mm. Facebook uh, by friend of the show, Cam Smith. You can find him on Twitter at Sexenheimer, <laughs> which is a good handle. And uh, there's, there's some, uh, like young evangelical Christian influencer on there posting a video of herself um, going through one of the checkpoints. And what gets me with this stuff is how much all of the language really, really makes me think of all the sovereign citizen stuff. Yeah, I saw that one. That's exactly what I thought of. Well, let's let's take a listen. Yeah. And I will let you know what's going on as we go through here. We're filming. Oh, let's do it. Let's take them down. Hey. This is my first time. Let's take all them right. down. Thanks, mate. Crossing herself three times. Why do they row. all have this accent? She's crossing herself. She's Please doing the Heavenly Father thing. Out. I'm only doing this so I can, you know, stand up for not only my own rights, but the rights that you've given my brothers and sisters here on Earth. So please give me strength to uh. carry this out. Crossing herself another three times here. And uh, pulling up to the police checkpoint. She has pages full of written notes here. One inch. She's wearing a hat in the car, by the way. She looks ridiculous. An influencer. Got a many, many notes. Police checkpoint. Here we go. G'day, mate. Um, thanks. I think you can hear me today. You can hear me fine. That's fine. Um, reason for travelling. Ah, have I disturbed the peace today? Have I disturbed the peace? No. Well, I don't need to tell you that. I don't know you. I don't need to answer your questions. No. no. Have I committed a crime? Pardon? Have I committed a crime? Have I committed a crime? Thank you. This is the worst part. This is the most embarrassing <laughs> bit. Fucking yes! <laughs> oh my god! I feel so good! <laughs> yes! Thank you! <laughs> well done. Yes, oh well done. Oh my god. Smoke a cigarette or something. Fucking grow <laughs> up. <laughs> it makes me so angry how excited she is. So, like, immediately people have identified this person because she's posted this shit to, like, mm-hmm. Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, and then people have also immediately confirmed that the cops just find her straight afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just went, oh, you just showed up, wouldn't say where you were traveling to, and drove off in your car that is registered to you. Uh, have one fine. And so there's been this whole spate of videos of this stuff. And, like, it's it's similar in some ways to, like, uh, you know, videos that you see of people, like, freaking out in stores and stuff in the U.S., except that usually a bystander is filming those. 
usually someone is like, oh, some really embarrassing shit is kicking off. Yeah, usually it's someone else holding the get a load of this guy cam. Yes, yes, 1000%. Except that all of these people are holding their own get a load of this guy cam. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they're all so convinced that they are completely correct, that they are, you know, completely righteous. And also, I think the, the big takeaway here is they are all convinced that they are doing this as a way of educating their followers on social media as to how they too can circumvent the law. Uh, and it's really dumb. Yeah. It's really very dumb. There's been a series of videos of people uh, posting of themselves going into Bunnings, um, the, the hardware store, and... Bunnings now have a requirement in Victoria that you must be wearing a mask and sanitize your hands if you come into the store. Um, which is fine, as as is, you know, established under law. If a store, like a store is private property. That's it. That's the yeah, whole... Yeah, they can enforce whatever they want. Yeah, it's the whole start and the end of it right there. A store is private property and they absolutely have the right to say a condition of service is that you wear a mask and disinfect your hands. Uh, And if you don't want to do it, fine. Fucking jog on. And so it's all these people posting videos of themselves like, say, this lady. You're going to love this, Theo. I actually don't need a medical certificate if you refer to the DH. No, I'm allowed to do this. (laughs) And you're discriminating against me. We're all just trying to all be in this together. All in what together? I actually don't. And you're not authorised by the Australian government to even question me about it. It's a condition of entry of our floor as as a. Then that's discrimination, and I can have you sued personally (laughs) for discriminating against me. As a woman. We're not discriminating against anyone. You it's are. It's a condition of entry to all Bunnings. It's not. It's an unlawful condition of entry. Yep. Therefore, that ex- exposes you personally and Bunnings to being sued for discrimination because it is in breach of the 1948 Charter of Human Rights <laughs> to discriminate against men and women. We're not trying to discriminate. Could you please you stop are. filming? No, I'm not going to stop filming because this is my evidence against you, you and Bunnings for discriminating against me as a woman. We're not, we're not trying you to are. discriminate against anyone. You totally are. If you take out your phone and look up the Department of Human Services and have a look at the conditions of wearing a mask, I don't even have to have this conversation with you because you're not authorised by the Australian government to even question me. Yet you are standing here yeah. having this oh entire conversation. Oh, God. I love people's complete misunderstanding of laws. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there was, uh, oh. there was another one of a, of a lady in like um, lady in a car park talking to the, the police officer who is very patiently trying to explain to her the concept of an offence. Mm, she she yeah. just keeps going, have I committed a crime? Have I committed a crime? I saw that one. Am I under arrest? And he's like, if you don't, if you don't comply with what I'm doing, then I will have to arrest you. And very reminiscent of, um, do we all remember that video of the anti-vaxxer lady in the park, like mm. in America, winding up the cops for ages and ages until like, arrest me, arrest me. And he's like, all right, let's go. 
Yeah. Just... Such a tough balance being anti-cop, but also strongly anti these people. And mm. I want to see them get owned. Yeah. I mean, we we don't particularly want police to be doing this stuff at the borders and taking, you know, a public health thing into their hands. But also, don't be a huge freak as well. Yeah. Like, I, well, I, I would to. hate to be you know, earning minimum wage at Bunnings and then some fucking person comes in and being like, you know, well, actually, I think you'll find that by the Magna Carta, um, <laughs> you know, you're actually not allowed to be doing this and I have the right to load you into a trebuchet. And <laughs> you just go like, just just don't be a huge, huge weirdo. Yes, private property is bullshit, but you're also kind of, that, that's where you are at the moment. So... Uh, I'm I'm just going to say uh, that perhaps the system's not going to be torn down from inside of a Bunnings mm. in like the rat poison aisle. And look, like like we said, all all very you know plenty plenty anti cop, um, and we would all prefer for the police to not be like administering any kind of fines in the same way that we would prefer that they not be like locking down public housing towers and hassling people about that and everything. But, like, the police wouldn't need to be involved if you weren't deliberately driving to the border to try and test if you could get across. If you weren't deliberately going into stores and filming yourself fucking hassling the staff there. Like, do a real crime. Do a useful crime. It's pathetic. If you're really willing to go to jail, like... Make it something worth it, not so you can fucking drive across the border yeah, into do Victoria. It, do a sexy money heist. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm sure that, uh, like, this is the thing that gets me. I'm sure that all of these people are absolutely convinced that they are they are doing this to protect other people's rights, you know? They're yeah. doing... And, and, of course, there is the massive overlap with people who think that all of this is a hoax. Yes, that's um, the problem. Yeah, because you wouldn't be doing this if you believed that you were at risk of yeah. contracting COVID. Like, and so what you get is just people posting themselves on Facebook going, is it a crime to cough directly in a child's face? <laughs> <laughs> and you go, probably. I don't probably. know. I feel like maybe it should I just be. work here. <laughs> These, yeah, and that's... I think that's the, the big thing that we can all agree with. Leave the fucking staff alone. Yeah, stop fucking with people. I know, right? You oh. don't need to. Just It's not that hard. This is really frustrating for me because we've been wearing masks here for for months and Australia is just coming around on it. And even I've still talked to people in my family that are like, well, I thought masks didn't work. That's not true. There's like loads of studies out there that masks very much work and they've been working here in Hawaii specifically for quite a while. Please wear a mask. And I just, it's not that difficult. Like it's a very simple thing that you can do and I don't understand being so outraged by it. It makes no sense. I, I I agree with the general proposition that this type of thing is just like the ultimate manifestation of privilege in whatever yeah. form. Um, I think in a lot of cases it's a it's a manifestation of like m- much more so in Australia than anywhere else, and obviously that's the only thing I can speak to. But you know, looking at all of these people that they're all, like, perfectly secure in their lives, you know. Um, None of them are, like, none of them are quitting their jobs because they were asked to wear a mask. They're all deliberately taking themselves down to fucking Bunnings 
For yeah, some reason, Bunnings is the epicenter of this. this. Yeah, apparently. They're all they're all like deliberately taking themselves out to travel somewhere just to try and make some kind of point. This isn't something where, you know, someone's just been trying to trying to do their normal job and they've been forced and hassled into doing this thing or threatened with losing their job otherwise or anything. These are all people who have set out to make a big point of this. Here's um here's another one. Oh, also good. from Bunnings, for oh, some great. reason. <laughs> great. So, I have my pots. I have my shovels, which is what I came here for. And um, we'll be approaching the counter now to see Why if they they'll accept like my money. Remember- so I'll, I'll, just, I'll just pause this for a second to say, this lady has just said, to see if they will accept my money because a lot of stores have said we want you to do contactless pay oh i see mm, we want you to pay you. want you to pay with your with your card ideally to just tap on a thing some stores have said we won't be accepting cash at the moment and again for a place like bunnings which australians will not stop going to under any circumstances um but like Bunnings is one of the one of the very few places that I've I've been out to because sometimes I'll I'll need something to fix something at the house or whatever, and it's always just fucking packed. You always can, packed. Like even really? even at the height of everybody being freaked out about yeah. everything, you well, go you gotta do there. something at home. So well, that's the thing. Everybody's like, I'm confined at home. I'd better do a shitload of renovations. No, just masturbate like a normal person. <laughs> yep. Um, and so places like that that are having a huge amount of traffic through the store have been saying, hey, we would prefer to not have you handing us stuff, um, so please just use your card instead. So this lady has said, I'm going to see if they will accept my money. This is about being a cashless society, and there's a whole other agenda here. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what happens to the system of corruption. <laughs> we'll go over to the information desk, everybody. Australia, we'll go over to the information desk, and we'll see what happens. Okay, to this killer virus and its agenda. Remember, this is about your control. It's about your compliance. It's about silencing you. That's what it's about. Ma'am, this is a Bunnings. (laughs) Adam. Why do they all have this theatre kid accent where they're like, "Uh, it's all about your compliance. It's all about silencing you. Come on, you don't talk like that. They're, they also all have the, the thing of like they're doing a video so they all have to be filling the space the whole time. So I'm heading to mm. the cash register <laughs> and we'll see... And they just fucking drag everything yeah. out. But like... like head, heading up to the self-serve register, see if we can challenge the UN's grip on society. <laughs> So we ring up this bag of sugarcane mulch. What is know. the agenda here? Well, in in this lady's case, I would say that mm. that she thinks it's a it's a one world society. Yes, this know. is a very very much a Bill Gates is making you use five G cashless payments right. form of agenda. Cashless payments that's a form of microchipping, and they're also going to put us all in a burqa. So, well, I mean, yeah, it's all the people who think that. Um, the Bill Gates wants to be involved with the vaccinations so that he can microchip people um, as as they get their vaccination. He did a fucking interview the other day where Bill Gates got asked 
hey, are you going to microchip everybody? And he was like, no. <laughs> no? He no. would say that, though. Exactly. He? Exactly. The people who are freaks Stacks about this up. stuff are just like, yeah, of course. Of course, that's what Bill Gates would say. But like, yeah, it's just... It's just terrible. It's all just the big manifestation. What does Bill of- Gates want with me anyway? Like me, <laughs> yeah. me specifically. Like, does he just want to see me travel? Because the only place that I go is from my home to buy like medicine to make my cat stop having diarrhea. Like those are the things that I do now. I just go from here to there and back again. And I don't think that this this data is valuable to Bill Gates in any way, shape, or form. He wants you to listen to a Zoom on the way there and back. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other thing is like it's like he's not even fucking interested in microsoft anymore is he he's been no. out of that shit for years yeah it's it, his whole thing is just he's busy with the fucking microchips not the microchip thing doing going. his doing his charity vaccinating people so they don't die of polio or whatever and that's the worst thing you can do it's the worst thing you can do it's all about control it's about controlling you I don't know. They just, they just, uh, every fucking video that I look yeah. at, they seem to be exclusively upper class white people who have driven themselves insane with Facebook. Now that's, that's what really gets me sad. about. Well, yeah, it really like, makes them crazy. I the the thing the thing that I take away from this right is um, number one, it's it's just such a reflection of the self importance of every one of these people. Every one of these people thinks that they are, like, on some literal crusade. They think that they are at the vanguard of some type of resistance against, you know, a, a terrifying new world order. Because they're all the protagonists of reality. Yeah, yeah, sense. exactly. Exactly. And, but, I, I think the the other thing that's kind of apparent once you watch, you know, a dozen of these things, is that... Everybody everybody is trying to act as the protagonist, but at the same time, they are all trying to educate each other. So every one of these people does their video with the air of someone who just read the instructions on how to do the video on somebody else's Facebook post. Um, yeah. And you can see videos like that on Cam's page of like, there's there's some motherfucker at home in his house and he's got a whiteboard behind him. And he's like giving you the whole spiel of how to go into a shop and fuck with the person in the store. Um, like he's 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 talking about how you know, oh, go in and like you you have to confront them. Don't don't make it unpleasant or whatever. But you you kind of do have to have to get in their face about it. It's like, do you? Could you mm. not? Perhaps no. Just do what libertarians have done, like until time untold, and. Buy like 40 acres of swampland and go and live there with a solar panel and a set of batteries and just accept otherwise that society has to have something, some sort of like construct to stop you from being a a weirdo all of the time. Yeah, ideally. All right, here he is. He's the whiteboard man. He's going to explain to you this is how to go into a store and confront someone about being asked to not facilitate the spread of a virus that is Great, killing finally. Cool. Thank you. thousands and thousands of people. So you walk in uh, and the employee uh, um, insists on something. Um, perhaps it's the mask, okay? We're getting to that place. You know, unless you've got a mask, you can't, uh, you can't be in here. Uh, you just say, uh, listen, I understand the situation we're in. Uh, 
Um, pull out your phone straight away. I encourage you straight away. You're going to have to help them get... Uh, you put them on the back foot, but respectfully, by making it very clear, you're not just having a conversation between two people. It's now being recorded for the court. Okay? <laughs> And, uh, and say to them, I like to give cool. them a little bit of notice because if you pulled a knife out of your pocket, for example, everybody would panic. But then you go to buddy your bread and everybody's like, oh, that was a bit of an overreaction. Genius. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I see. I see. It's like all the times that no, no. Like, you pull a gun out and point yeah. it at someone and no, they no, freak don't, out. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's just for when I take you to court. This is, <laughs> I know you want to you react negatively to this, yeah. but it's just for when I sue you personally. I love that they all have this American ideal of like when someone annoys you that you sue them. <laughs> like, yeah, the, it's the not lady, really. It's not going to happen. The lady in Bunnings saying like you you have become personally liable for me to sue you. Like, yeah. imagine trying to take that case to court and say, um, Dave from Bunnings is personally mm-hmm. responsible to me because I went in there and he enacted his store's policy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 bunnies. Great. It's not you get a fun day in court, and that lady would be paying for your court costs. I would love to know how many of these people, like you, you have to assume that all of them would like challenge the the fines and stuff that they're getting from the cops. Probably, in court. yeah. And then you go in and represent yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love a reality show that's just that. <laughs> Stand up and say, I do not recognize the. Authority of this court. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll find on the three flagpoles in front of Bunnings, uh, each flag uh, has the gold trim. Now that's for uh, the Bunnings admirality. I, I'm pretty sure I'm no legal scholar, but I'm almost certain that people who have gone into a court and said I do not recognize the authority of this court are like batting a thousand in success, yeah. right? They've, that's Surely. all gone perfectly for them. You can't argue with it. It's one of those things. Like It's like watching the TV show Suits where Harvey Specter just <laughs> fucking nails it, you know? That's what you do when you say that you don't recognize it. You get up there and you're like, you the goddamn court. son of a bitch bastard. Uh, yeah, everyone's like, God damn it. So <laughs> yes, I want the truth. And then the judge goes, fuck. And he like tosses Shit. his gavel and walks out. Gotta let this one go too. He knows that he doesn't have to recognize the authority of the court. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Who told? Who posted on Facebook? Who told him that you didn't have to recognize the authority of the court? Oh man! So basically, it looks like we're going to have like this cool cycle of people um, making their video where they go up and hassle the cops or an employee at Bunnings, and they aren't immediately like shot through the heart by someone, right? Because that's all these people seem to be expecting. Like the 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 girl driving through the checkpoint, she's like, "Woo! I did it! I did it! I defeated the government!" Right. And I'm not even sure that guy was a police officer. You yes. know, he was just a government. <laughs> he was just an employee. He was like, "Okay." Some government employee who has to spend his Saturday afternoon standing out at an intersection, going, "Please don't!" Uh, and then you drive through anyway, and he just writes down your retro number. Um, they look you up and they also see that you have recorded evidence of this and posted it online. And then they send you a fine. Like, um, but but they, don't, they don't have that part on the original video. What they have is somebody like breezily walking past the person into the aisle at Bunnings or driving through a roadblock and saying, yes, I've done it. It's like, what, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think that like 
the Bunnings employees were going to spear tackle you onto the polished concrete floor, immediately annihilating your skull? Or do you think they're going to go, what? That's what they want. They want to be a martyr for this ridiculous cause. Absolutely. But I think we can all safely say, if we have ever worked a job of that type, uh, the answer in that situation is you're going to go, ah, fuck. Yeah. And then you just go back to what you were doing. Like, um... I remember, I remember, I used to work as like an usher for Ticketek when I was a teenager. Oh boy, and yeah, they would they would just like. <laughs> did you did you bring your like long sleeve button up shirts or did they oh provide yeah them? You, you needed your own shirt and you needed your own clip on bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you had many of these yep. in your closet, and so sometimes something would happen like. Someone would get to the front of the line and then just run past you without a ticket, like through into the <laughs> venue and immediately disappear into the crowd. And you would go, huh. Anyway, and go back to what you were doing. Like, uh, <laughs> I do I do remember um, working at a show and it was Tool playing in the Canberra Theatre. Wow, that's a, one of the most depressing sentences I've ever heard. <laughs> well, it was it was not like because because the Canberra Theatre is not the biggest venue in the world, right? I don't um, think I've been there actually. It's oh, I've seen many depressing acts at the Canberra Theatre, but uh, but it's like two thirds seating and like a not that big floor area when everything's moved out of there, you know. So, but they had also sold this place out for Tool, and. So I'm I'm working on this thing, you know, you you rip everybody's ticket to the door and then you go and stand inside so that if somebody comes through and is like, I need to get to my seat, you can say, I have a torch. Let me show you to your seat. Uh, so instead, I'm working on this thing. Uh, everybody's, you know, the, the top two thirds of the place are in their seats. Uh, the other thing you have to do is if somebody is like standing was, in the sorry, stairwell. Sorry, was this, was this seated? Was this yes. Tool concert seated? You know how people love to sit down and watch sit several at a hours tool of Tool? Concert. Yes. Uh, the other thing you had to do is if there was someone standing around like on the concourse or the, the stairs, you had to go up and say, sorry, you got to sit down. It's a fire hazard for you to stand in the stairs. And so I'm here at this fucking Tool show. Tool start. Everybody, the entire audience immediately stands up out of their seats and just streams down towards the floor and just bottlenecks in the aisles and on the concourse and shit, standing up, watching the show. And my boss at the time goes, hey, get those people to sit down. <laughs> We're talking like the whole, the whole venue. Everybody has immediately stood up and tried to get down the floor. My boss is like, go on. <laughs> and I was like, you, you want me to get this whole... <laughs> You want me to get all these people to sit down, huh? And she's like, yes, I do. And I walked up and tapped on this dude on the shoulder who was at the back of this massive crowd. And he turned around and I went, excuse me, can you please sit down? And he said, no. <laughs> and I said, okay. And I turned around and went back to my boss and was like, I guess that's the end of that. And that's, that's what happens when you're getting paid not that much. To do a kind of bullshit job. And somebody's like, oh, I'm going to break the barrier. I'm going to go against the rules. And you say, cool, they're paying me $16 an hour. I'm going to, I'm just going to stand over here by the wall. Just wild, these people. Crazy. Honestly. Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break. 
We'll be right back. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us, and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. You know, if I was going to take a drive over the border, an illicit drive, I'd like to crawl into a special kind of vehicle. Theo, <laughs> has the nah. existence of any special new vehicles come to light this week? You know how we're always trying to stay on the uh, forefront of tech trends. Oh, yeah, that's uh, us. Tech happenings, um, geek toys. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Tech We love geeking out over tech here. Yeah. I love to think geek. And all of that, um, I'm going to buy a Raspberry Pi to make it blink. Uh, so you did just buy a Raspberry Pi. I though. did just... Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> well, feel free to explain to Lucy what a Raspberry Pi it's, is. It's a small computer that you can't do anything with. <laughs> okay. <Is> it, <laughs> Sounds is like it, a sex thing. <laughs> it, is, it, is it basically just the guts of a computer that can then be, like, modularized? It's, yeah, it's like the guts of a of a phone, almost, that you can run Linux on. Is this like an Android the thing where the names of the, the iOS are ridiculous food names? Is yes. that what's happening here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but there's only one of them. It's just really? it's just Raspberry Pi. Okay. Fine. But, but we're not here to talk about Raspberry Pi. We're <laughs> no, we're not. We're, no, we're not. What we're, are we here to talk about? <clears throat> uh, we're here to talk about the e-bussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Car Scoops. <sighs> The eBussy <laughs> is a, a modular EV with just 20 HP, with but with an astounding 737 pound foot of, of torque. Love to be pounded in the eBussy. Uh, so this is uh, out of... This is like, I'm sorry, it's like Russell Crowe's band, 737 pound foot of torque. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, this is out of Germany. Uh, Ebussy out of Germany uh, has plans to bring its. Uh, this is Electric Brands has plans to bring its eye-catching Ebussy to the market next year. Now hold on, Theo. Uh-huh. Yep. I fear that there may be people listening to this who are not who don't spend too much time on the internet. Okay. Firstly, I assume it's meant to be Ebussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although we could certainly get into bussy versus bussy. I feel like it's too late to change it. It is too late. We've but that's it one way. I assume that's how they intended it. So, Lucine, in internet parlance, can you please explain to the people at home what a what a bussy is? What we understand a bussy to be? I mean, it's a boy pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty straightforward. They just changed the letter in pussy with a B. 
<laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yep, that's the that's sum of it. That's straight up. That's it. We've summed it up. Mm-hmm. But to then take an electric vehicle and market it as the e-bussy. e-bussy. There's no way you can't know. You could just search the word bussy just oh. once. Just once. <laughs> <laughs> just type it into the English version of Google. Um, okay, so the intriguing e-bussy. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's un- underpinned by an electric platform. It's fully modular, so you can transform it into a bunch of different shit. Uh, it's 10 different body styles, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, it's very affordable with a basic model priced at just 18000 I assume that's US dollars. Uh, prices, of course, vary depending on the body style selected for your e-bussy. <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> whether or not your, your e-bussy can go off-road. Um, <clears throat> oh, so hold on. Let me just read that back. The most expensive variant is the mm-hmm. e-bussy off-road camper. Yep. I love getting just wet and muddy in my yep. e-bussy. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but you guys are here for the tech specs, though. I mean, that's <laughs> why we're going to get into the uh, tech corner. So that all e-bussy models come with a tiny 10 kilowatt hour battery pack that is apparently good for 200 kilometers of range. Um Driving the wheels are an in-hub electric motor that produce just 20, 20 horsepower, but at the same time, an impressive 737-pound uh, foot of torque. So while it does like it slow, the e-bussy does absolutely yank with Gorilla Grip torque. <laughs> that look great. I would, love to, I would love to climb into a warm e-bussy. Stay out of the elements, you know? It's uh, it's actually an adorable vehicle. It's very cute. It's very <laughs> You've got a cutie bussy. <laughs> Looks like it's got a little face on it. It's nice. Oh, <clears throat> how many people can you pack into that thing? Mm. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> what a what a beautiful story. Oh my goodness. Uh, very distracted by that. Oh, same. <laughs> You got, has anybody got any any puns they want to get out of this system or anything before we move on? No? I got nothing. No, I got nothing. Hmm. I'm fine. It wasn't funny at all. It's just a calm article about tech specs of the new e-pussy. That's right. Anyway, speaking of going off-road, it's time for Nature Corner. Country roads, take me home to the Yes, we're here in Nature Corner once again, as always. That beautiful theme made for us by our very own patrons uh, who gathered in a dank corner of the Discord server. They paid us to make that. (laughs) (laughs) And we salute them for it. Uh, So we've got a bit of important news. This is the kind of news that you come to this podcast for. Uh, It does unfortunately come from the Daily Mail UK. uh, And to them we say a strong fuck you. I think that's that's fair, right? Yeah. The Daily Mail? Fuck the Daily Mail. Yeah, cool. But they always bring us the Nature Corner stories (laughs) and I have to appreciate that. Uh, so, animal keepers at a safari park in Merseyside 
uh, believe that some visitors are arming baboons with tools such as knives, <laughs> screwdrivers, and a chainsaw to wreak havoc on parked cars. You've got to look up... If you're listening, you need to look up the picture to this story because it's beautiful. Uh, the baboons at Nosley Safari Park have been known to rip off windscreen wipers and wing mirrors from the cars of visitors. <laughs> Safari Park, are you keeping here? Are they just allowed out? Like, just letting them run that's, free. That's the point of a that's safari. That's what a safari right? park you, you drive is, through yeah. it. Like we, you just we drive through it. We go to uh, we go to the zoo here in Canberra sometimes, and I don't generally drive my car into the middle of the zoo. I don't park it in like no, a but monkey enclosure. Safari, safari park. Yeah, so you oh, can drive yeah, through like okay, the, the okay. fake African savanna yeah. and see the animals and stuff. And it's, you know, supposed in, to be relatively safe. In Merseyside, safe. yeah. Yes, in Merseyside. <laughs> and I feel like you, you're not supposed to expect a monkey with a chainsaw. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But. Yeah. But keepers are now claiming that some visitors are trying to help increase the damage caused to vehicles by the animals by supplying weapons, quote, for a laugh. <laughs> The Sunday Times reports. Hey, this story's actually from the Sunday Times and the fucking Daily Mail stole it. Of course they did. God damn it. This story comes to us by way of the Sunday Times. Fuck you, Daily yes. Mail UK. One mechanic in sale knows the monkeys all too well. <laughs> okay, why? I want to know more about this mechanic, personally. Oh, does he play poker with them? What's going on? <laughs> Just smoking a cigarette. He's like, I know these fucking monkeys. Oh. <laughs> he told the paper, I've had two customers this year who became victims of those baboons. <laughs> the kids start chirping up, saying they want monkeys all over the car. And the next thing you know, you're driving home with no registration plate. Wow. Are you a character in The Witcher? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how I'm imagining this this part of England. And just a fucking baboon cuts your car in half with a katana. (laughs) (laughs) And then some chap is just like, oh, I gave him the chainsaw because we were just having a laugh. It's just a bit of a laugh, isn't it? (laughs) You'd be right mental. (laughs) (laughs) However, one park worker has been left... Confused by sightings of the baboons wielding weapons and wondered wondered whether the tools had been given to the animals or if they had simply taken them from people's toolboxes when they stopped in their enclosure. Another worker said, The baboons have been found with knives and screwdrivers. I do wonder if it's some of the guests handing them out. There's a lot going on here. Imagine, like, pulling up there and just being like, You're like, hey. Give them a hammer. Just give him a hammer. Just give him this hammer. Just give him the the worst that could happen. What do you reckon would happen if I gave this angry baboon a hammer? I'm going to say, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that any hammer I give to an ape uh, or a baboon or other related primate, they're going to have more fun with it than I would. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. They're going to get more use out of it. Well, you've seen it before, you know? I have. I've used it. You're familiar with... To me, it's boring. It's it's (laughs) run-of-the-mill. You're familiar to, with many tools yeah, at this you, stage. You, you give it to an ape and suddenly it's recontextualized. It's, got, it's breathed new life into this hammer. This just makes me think of like... Um, my parents uh, went to Thailand and they, they went to one of those like um, monkey rehabilitation places. Hmm. You know, where they teach you how to be a monkey Boy. again. It's a, yeah. Sh- sure, okay. Oh, it's, it's sad. Like it's it's the that sounds upsetting. 
Well, it's it's for all the monkeys that you see on like fucking Instagram wearing a diaper in someone's house. You oh, know? right. They have a little rehab. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they, have, they just have these places where they teach them because like people fuck those monkeys up and like when they keep them for fun pets or whatever. They have to slowly wean them off of cigarettes, get them onto clove cigarettes. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you got to teach them how to make their own cigars in the wild. But uh, but yeah, so they they went to one of these places, but like before they got there, there was like some monkeys hanging around outside, and they like solicit food from people. Um, and then you walk like fifteen meters further down the road. There's a big sign. It's like, please don't give any food to the monkeys. <laughs> so the monkeys just like take themselves out because I think it's sort of a, an open thing where the monkeys have like a, a little sort of home, but they can get out and do stuff. Um, I, ideally, I think you want the monkey to fuck off back into the jungle, you know. But mm. but they but they take themselves just beyond the signs saying, don't give any food to the monkeys and go, hey, you ever thought about giving food to a monkey? <laughs> uh, imagine that, but instead you are just a tradie in your ute and you're like, I reckon I'm going to dip through the Merseyside Safari yeah. Park on the way home. Just give this guy a Phillips head. Yeah, I, d- I don't... I'm sorry, I don't have anything. Do you want a box cutter? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't have any bananas, but this uh, this Stanley Fat Max box, color, uh, box cutter is a similarly pleasing yellow. <laughs> it's a safety knife. Yeah, exactly. It's actually worse to get cut with something blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then before too long, uh, universes collide and it's an all monkey production of Sweeney Todd. You know? That's right. God damn Disastrous. Oh, that story messed me up. Did we cover Same. that on main or bonus? People might be confused. Hmm. hmm. If you Some haven't heard the... Yeah. It's, it's one or the other, so... We're going to consistently reference things that we don't know when we spoke about them, so it's, it's on it's, you then if Then it's you're not your job to go yeah. back and listen to all the episodes. That's right. <clears throat> hey, we've got a few minutes left. How about before we get out of here, we take a little letter from the mailbag? Oh, I'd love to. Uh, from listener Tom. Dear Bunta Vistas. Now, we've never established. Is it Bunta's Vista? Or oh, I don't like we that. Need a, we need to pick a word for our stands. Oh, no. Ugh. I, <laughs> is this like a nickname where you can't pick it yourself? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. They'll figure it out. They'll figure out something. Uh, all right, folks, if you have a suggestion for what listeners of this podcast should be referred to by us as, send it into mailbag at buntavista.com. Dear Buntavistas, that number plate story from last week got me thinking about how much coincidences rule and about some classic coincidences that I've experienced myself. What's the number plate story? Oh, COVID-19. Oh, the COVID one. Oh, COVID. Yeah, thank you. I think you were away for this, right? No, I was there. I was away. You just forgot about COVID car? Yeah. How could you forget about COVID car? COVID mobile. Was this before or or after you got a new hole put in you? After. No, before. Before, sorry. Before. Probably jacked up on drugs. Yeah. Yeah, My last last week has been (laughs) a bit of a daze. Don't ever say new hole smell again. (laughs) (laughs) I went and got all my holes looked at today. Uh, The doctor pronounced them beautiful. 
don't think he did, but go on. Uh, the doctor oh, was a woman, get... Lucy. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> no. Damn. I'm so sorry. God, this is where you. we need that holes theme. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn holes theme. <laughs> Folks, before we began recording, Theo sent me an audio file. <laughs> and the audio file uh, said, and he said along with it, this is a theme for a hypothetical segment, The Whole Report. Now, like, like me, perhaps you were thinking, what is this segment about? <laughs> yeah, I was. Instead, Theo chose to expand by saying, sorry, the segment should clearly be called The Whole Story. Uh, so here now is the theme for the segment, The Whole Story. I actually really love this whole I think it's a unique hole, and I think it's difficult, <laughs> and I think it is going roller. And... Is this from a from a golfing video? It's from a, it's from a <laughs> disc golf video. A disc golf video. <laughs> I love this <laughs> hole. Worst kind of golf. One day that'll come in handy, I'm sure. It sounded like, uh, you know, in Full Metal Jacket when they're talking about their, their rifle and their gun. Hmm. Uh, like somebody talking about that, but about their butthole. <laughs> there are my, many holes like it. It's my beautiful hole. This one is mine. Yep. Uh, so that's the that's the whole update on how my my various surgery holes are feeling. They're all closed, which is thumbs up. Good to know. Thumbs up. Anyway, uh, top coincidence from listener Tom. About seven years ago, I was living with a good friend of mine named Paul, and we used to argue a lot about the film Lost in Translation. He loved it. I thought it was absolute horseshit. Good on you, Tom. Uh, Paul would often taunt me by playing it on the big telly, especially when I was hungover. <laughs> you fucking prick, Paul. The one concession I made to Paul was that in was the Brass in Pocket by The Pretenders, the song that Scarlett Johansson sings in the karaoke bar, is an absolute belter, and I enjoyed its inclusion in the film. Conversely, Paul hated that song, and therefore that scene, and we squabbled over it often for a period of about a week. It's a ter- terrible relationship. So. <laughs> it's a very strange relationship. <laughs> Spent roughly two hours a day arguing about the film Lost in Translation. Uh-huh. One evening, right in the midst of this feud. <laughs> this really... <laughs> This feud, the usual argument that we have every night. Yes, really implies that this is just such a common occurrence that it's barely worth noting. One evening, right in the midst of this feud, we went to see UMI in St. Kilda. In the taxi on the way there, what should come on the radio but Brass in Pocket by the Pretenders. We couldn't believe it. We laughed our heads off and thought, what a coincidence. Then we entered the venue and mostly forgot about it. Fast forward three hours and having just knocked out a set of classic 1990s pretty good songs. <laughs> hey, I have some pretty good songs, i got to say. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen UMI. They're pretty good. they they got some pretty good songs. <laughs> they do have some pretty good songs. Get ready to hear some pretty good music. Uh, so having just knocked out a classic set of 1990s pretty good songs, frontman Tim Rogers invites up his contemporary... Adelita. Adelita, that's a typo. Thank you. I was like, oh, everybody's going to roast me for saying something wrong again. But in fact, it's Tom's problem. Mm -hmm. 
Adelita from Magic Dirt for the encore. My brain hit the ceiling and Paul's guts hit Tasmania as Adelita <laughs> proceeded to sing a perfect cover of Scarlett Johansson doing a perfect cover of The Pretender's Brass in Pocket from the irredeemable film for 23-year-old latte lickers lost in translation. Wow. The next day, I looked for some semblance of meaning in what we had experienced, i.e. an anniversary of the song's release, the death of a band member, but there was nothing. Pure coincidence. That's my best one ever. What are some of yours? P.S. On an episode a few months ago, Ben used the term honking off to describe masturbation. <laughs> Since that episode, I've adopted this wonderful slang term and I'm using it on a regular basis. My girlfriend is even using it and my friends have laughed at my use of it numerous times. Thank you. There's nothing funny about off. Nothing funny about honking off your e No. It's very serious stuff. Any uh, notable coincidences from your life? I should have thought on this one. I can't think immediately off the top of my head anything crazy. Yeah, I should have thought about it before uh, reading this for the first time on the show. Hmm. That's a pretty good coincidence. It's nice. <laughs> that we both didn't read the letter first. <laughs> <laughs> That's our coincidence right there. We all didn't read the letter and now we don't have anything to think about. But maybe Theo does. No, sorry. I'll, probably some advance notice. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm still thinking about the school that Theo lives next to playing. What's the oh, <laughs> song they play? Uh, oh, I like to move it. This is going to kill me now because it, it moved from electro swing to. I like to um, move it. I like to I move like it. I like to move it, move it. <laughs> so good. Every hour on the hour, Lucy, they just no, blasted no, it out of the was It was oh, every wow. 15 minutes. Oh, fuck. Uh, and we worked out it was parent teacher interviews and they went for literally oh. six hours that's how i heard that song <laughs> uh, 24 times wow it could be worse you could be a school teacher doing 24 interviews in six hours that sounds terrible that's true. fucking suck i've i i am finally at the stage of parenting of going to a parent teacher interview uh oh, and God. yeah and like a you know they, they just go yeah it's fine they're fine they're fine. It's kindergarten. Nothing's happening. It's fine. <laughs> you you yeah. kids are fine. Yeah. Um, I haven't got to the stage of like learning yet. No. And like, we're, you know, this, this, the, our older kid, you don't have to worry about her. She's totally fine. She like woke me up this morning already completely dressed for school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> already dressed for school, hair brushed, teeth brushed. What a nerd. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, calm down. We'll get you there. Yeah. You know? What time is this? 7.30. That's pretty cool, though, that, like, my my kids are, are great at, on, <laughs> at, at just going, I'll, I'll get up and I'll just kind of potter around and do some stuff for a bit. There's none of this, like, coming in and jumping on me business. I would not wow. be happy about that. That's the dream. I don't know anything about having kids, but that sounds like it would be the dream. Oh, you know? it's good. It's good. And, like, they don't, they're not, like, out there drawing on the walls or anything. Not sure what they're doing, but it's it seems to be fine. Wow. Very chill. Yeah. They're pretty chill, except for Maeve, who just told me um, uh, one of the kids got a, a Nerf gun for her birthday, uh, mm. and I, I shot like it comes with little little can, little cans that you can shoot, like it's a little shooting alley thing, uh, and I William telled one of them off one of the, one oh of the kids' God. heads with this <laughs> Nerf gun, and the other one's like, "That's great, you need to buy a real gun." <laughs> okay. Just immediately, like sure. you should buy a real gun, though. It's like, maybe I should buy a real gun. 
Mm. <laughs> Why not? Uh, hey, I'll tell Kids you what. Kids be saying crazy shit. Hey, yes, just anyway. just so we can get out of this, um, let's let's redirect this question about coincidences to you, the listener. Uh, if you have had any wild coincidences in your life that we can use to reply to Tom with, because we didn't read the thing beforehand, have a think about it. Uh, please write into mailbag at buntavista.com. Or you can even, if you're an Australian listener, call the old hotline on 1-800-317-515. Does that sound right? Why are you asking us? Yeah, why the fuck? We have a hotline? Why the fuck would you know? (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Well, that's it for us, folks. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Oh, don't forget to your crime pass uh, for the week. You can, do a real crime. You can go through. Yeah, do a real crime. <laughs> rob somebody. Wear a mask and rob somebody. Do something That's, good. Yeah, don't refuse to put the mask on. Put the mask on and use it Be to cover safe. up a crime. Yes, exactly. Wow. That is an irony, Lucy. You're right. People, that is people an doing, their masks by, doing their crimes by taking their masks off really makes you mm, think. Really makes you think. Yeah. Go shoplift something, you know? Oh, that's a free one. Go shoplift whatever you like. Shoplifting rules. Doesn't count. Very pro shoplifting. Doesn't count. It's not a real crime. It's free stuff. See you, everybody. Bye.